0: Hello, folks, and welcome to Talking Jacks Extra number five. And this edition of Talking Jacks Extra is brought to you by Anxiety and Stress, brought on by Rivalry Week. I'm joined always by my co-host Ben Gosshorn. How are you doing tonight?
1: I'm doing good. Excited. A little nervous, like you. Yeah. I see.
0: I feel like I'm a lot nervous. I don't know why. I just like it's one of those things. I'm. I said this in the interview, but I'm so anti-like confrontation. Yeah. That rivalries. Just give me anxiety.
1: See, I I go the route, as I'm sure some people have said, I go the route of silly banter or joke banter. Yeah, Um, that's a
0: good that that is a good way to like kind of deal with it. I just yeah, all of it just I'm just like I just want it to be over. I just want to get to the game. I want to watch the game. You know, I'm excited Mm -hmm. because it's always fun to watch. You know, even if you know, no matter the results, it's fun to watch a rivalry match. Yeah, but.
1: But this is like the first time I'll ever be an actual a part of a rivalry game. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. I've never... Uh, I mean, I've watched games here and there, um, but I've never been in the stands, for one. Um, so I'm cautiously optimistic um, as far as uh, the the game atmosphere will go. I think it's going to be really fun. Um, I think so, too. I I, think... I saw earlier that... Um, there's two or three sections that are sold out. Two for a fact, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, I um, know they're a running low. They're close. I'm hoping it'll be a sellout. Yeah, I think sellouts quite close. were fun last year. I think we were three and zero in sellout games, so that like bodes that well. Stat. Yeah. So, but before we jump into any of our stuff, we're going to mm-hmm. go ahead and play our interview with Chuck Givens of Six Point Weekend. Yes. Uh, we went about 40, 45 minutes with him.
1: Extended extra.
0: Yeah, it was. Um, Chuck, super nice guy. If you see him on Saturday, tell him hello. Uh-huh. Tell him you listened to the podcast and you enjoyed the interview.
1: He will give you a dollar off beer.
0: Yes, because he has the power to do that. <laughs> so we're going to play that interview now, and we'll come back and talk to you guys after. All right, folks. Right now we're joined by Chuck Givens of Six Point Weekend uh, Chuck, how are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, no problem. We're uh, rivals on the field, but I feel like we can be friends for 30 minutes here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we've got a couple of questions just to kind of get started. So obviously things have not started well in the results column for North Carolina FC. Uh, is there maybe one, one or two big things that you can point to to why that is?
2: Oh man, uh, there's a myriad of reasons, right? So, um, I think the first and foremost you can point to, and y'all, y'all have the same excuse, really. So it's not really an excuse. Um, but moving, well, I would say that the, the player turnover has been killer for us, more so maybe than y'all, because you're used to USL and and the, you know you have a, so, a sort of like pipeline esque with the Colorado. I know we clown every y'all for. Having the Rapids connection, but it mm-hmm. seems to work out for you. If you ever are short on players, you uh-huh. can hit that up. We don't really have that. Like we had, like one of our starting midfielders was a, an invitee for like a combine tryout. Like who who grant, granted is Graham Smith. Like he's very very good uh, and deserving of a spot. But like the, that's that's the kind of pull we're pulling from. It's like you know invitees and 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 like kind of like. You know, when we started signing all these players, we're like, "What? How are we getting these Cameroonian guys? How did we get this? You know, Dutch striker? How, how do we know about <laughs> these players? Like, that, their agents must be fantastic, you know, if they even have them." Yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, like moving from the from NASL to USL, uh, voided everybody's contract, so we had to. I I did not. I don't even want to know what the negotiations was must, must've been like for the front office to go to each player individually and renegotiate contracts. Thankfully we got the players that we wanted to get in. Um, you can make the argument that um, some of the fans kind of wanted some of the more mainstays to be back. Um, James Marcelin, Kareem Moses, Tisha uh even Matt Fondy, uh, Paul Black. I mean, I'm, I'm naming five guys that were in our starting 11 that, only one has a new job, a new, uh, job, mm-hmm. a new uh, um, position. So Kareem is playing back in Trinidad
1: mm-hmm.
2: uh, for one of the local clubs there. Um, but like, it was really great to have them all there. And we were kind of like, you know, like when we moved to USL, when we found out all the contracts were voided, we kind of had this like cautious optimism of like, Maybe it'll be the same squad. And then yeah. when we saw Austin resign, Austin Valuz, we were like, okay, cool. Yeah, great. And then it just, we we started seeing a whole bunch of new names. And then we were like, after about maybe the third new name, we went, okay, this is going to be a very different squad, a very, very different squad. And, um, you know, I don't know the reason why uh, some of these guys were resigned. I mean, T. Shippelani, um, who is a, a, a winger for us. Is probably one of the more decorated uh, players we've had in our history. I think he's been here for he had been here for six or seven seasons, at least five. I think maybe six or seven. And to kind of like, I don't know what the the negotiations process happened. If it just broke down, or if Colin Clark had just said, "This is an opportunity to start fresh," I don't know. Um, but some of us are kind of like, you know. I get it. We're, we're, you know, it's USL and, and maybe there's, maybe there's just new thinking behind this. We want to get younger and we want to get fresher new philosophy and all that. But um, to answer your questions is a roundabout way of answering it. I think part of the, part of the problem was um, we had so many new players who had never kicked a ball in the, in any professional league in America, um, let alone in some cases ever mm. um, gelling and having basically, you're telling them you've got four or five weeks to, to get up to speed. Um, so it's nice to have the veteran talent, but there's a lot of new faces. Um, on top of that, I thought the games that, you know, we were 0 for 3, but the games that we've all played, we've been competitive in. And unfortunately, like the Tampa game was really unfortunate because there was a, a there was, <sighs> there was a BS penalty that Terrible. changed the game. Yep.
0: We I, I um, saw that one. He was uh that was outside the box for sure.
2: Definitely. Like a solid half a foot outside the box, but you know, the ref decided to to call it. I, I don't know why he decided that that was a penalty, but that changed the game. That went from uh, one or 1-1 one, one to 2-1 in in like we had just scored. Yep. You know, um before maybe a few minutes after that and then that penalty happens and then you know then um what's his name J- uh Jack Blake yeah. scores a, a screamer like i thought that i think that one-one goal of the week you know like so. just, you I, know,
0: yeah i think you did too
2: you know like so 3-1 it looked bad but um it wasn't as bad as the scoreline you I know mean, it was 2-1 really should have been 1-1 for, you know i would have been happy with the draw honestly i would have been happy with the draw for all three games yeah. at this point <laughs>
0: yeah
2: <laughs> um, then of course you know we we went up to to Louisville and um, had that game postponed because they have a uh, they play in a baseball stadium
0: and right yeah. yeah yeah you know it's That's funny I think w- the Louisville field has come up every single interview we've done so far so. yeah <laughs> everybody it's just that bad everybody hates and, it you know yeah
2: I'm sure Louisville hates it but they're gonna get a nice new stadium and we're all yeah. gonna be super jealous when that is finished uh, but until then we can clown them for it um, but yeah so. In a way, I'm actually glad that Louisville game got postponed because we could be talking about an 0 for 4 team right now. Because yeah. yep. they're a very good squad.
0: They are. That that game, everybody has to play them in that stadium. I, it, it's, Nobody I, likes it. It's a scheduled loss, essentially. Yep. It's yeah, not, it, yeah. It's, it's not fun. It's not fun.
2: And that's something that I think a lot of even our, our Nassau guys are not used to, of going to a stadium that is so... That the pitch is so poor that you can't play on it because yeah. all these guys are used to playing in um, either converted stadiums or um, you know college stadiums, but never a baseball stadium. Right. That's been converted, so that was new. So a lot of new rules and regulations and all this stuff. But uh, I'm making excuses. Honestly, we just haven't been good enough. We've had our chances. We haven't converted them. Um, we've hit the post more than we've had goals. Mm. Um, I think in the Richmond game alone, I think we had a couple of shots that off the post. Um, you know, it's just luck hasn't been, and we had another BS penalty in that game too. Our (laughs) old, our old guy who used to be, um, NCFC player, Brian Triver uh, dove. Um, and actually he's, (laughs) he's 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 done everything but acknowledge that he dove because when, um, when I think he was named as like one of the. Uh, like goal of the week nominees, like all of his mentions are just uh, NCFC fans that are like having gifts of like people diving. And he <laughs> liked every single, <laughs> no every way. Single That's one amazing. Yeah. So <laughs> clearly it's tongue in cheek. He knows what he did. Yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not usually one to say you dove, but when the player even kind of, kind of admits it short of actually saying out loud, I, I did. Um, you know, you you kind of feel like you got done, done wrong. Um, And then the indie game was just, you know, uh, they always play us tough. Uh, And it was only one nil. Uh, I guess there's something to take away from that. The weather was absolutely crap. I was talking on our our podcast that like, you know, if it's a 75 degree night, uh, perfect weather conditions, maybe we're talking about a two, two draw. You never know. Mm -hmm. Like the weather clearly played a major role in how everything was set up. You know, you have to change your whole game plan depending on the weather. And it was really bad. The weather, you know, the rain was coming in sideways and the, uh, thank God our pitch actually withstood all the rain. Um, But it just, you know, it killed any momentum the ball had and you you can't make the normal pass you want to make. In fact, the goal for Indy was um, off of kind of a muffed, back pass from our center back, like he just totally kind of like, I don't know, like, I don't know what the word is. I'm trying to think of the word, but like just kind of like muffed it essentially. Yeah. And, and it, it just got picked up and ran with it. So, and that was their only goal. But uh, all that is to say, uh, we've had a lot of things not go our way, but we have not finished our chances. We've had the bulk of possession in every game, but just never, Never seem to convert on our opportunities.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I, I noticed. Uh, there's a story that came out today, and Coach our our coach Mike Jeffries actually said, you know, don't be deceived that the 0 and three is not really reflective of how NCFC has played. So, you know, it it I think it's clear that the independents are taking, i you know obviously they're going to take the game seriously, but I don't think they're looking at that 0 and three record and thinking. Oh, this is going to be a, a pushover because, I, I mean, if you look at the two schedules, th- there's a difference in the schedules that each team has played. Yeah. it's just, it's just, it is what it is at this point. We yeah, played yeah. some poor teams, uh, and you guys have played some tougher teams. It, yeah, it's early yeah, in the season. Yeah.
2: yeah, it is, and I I I have noticed that. Like y'all played both of the
0: uh, the Canadian teams. Mm-hmm. We did. The
2: is, bottom of the Eastern Conference at this point. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, not
0: to throw too much shade, but. After this game, we will have played the three worst teams in the Eastern no, Conference. No, hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they're, by they're... results, you know, I don't think right. the, I don't think the table will stay this way. Um, no. I've said that all along. That I think Maybe I Toronto think Ottawa. Will stay at the bottom, yeah, Toronto will stay at the bottom. I think Ottawa <laughs> will get better. I think the next time we play Ottawa, it'll be much tougher. I think the next time we play y'all, I think it'll be a lot tougher. I think this time will be tough too. I don't think. Yeah. You know, for these types of matches, we were saying this on the last episode. You can throw all the records out the window. This is all about this ninety minutes. Both teams are going to be up for it. Is you know, forget anything that's happened so far in the season. It's just totally different.
2: One hundred percent agree. Like I said that on our podcast that um, while um, you know the OCS Rally account likes to you know talk about the goal differential and all the open cup games and all that stuff. Um, yeah, we've never played in the same league before. I, that's and what I'm looking
0: forward to the most, honestly, because it is totally different. Uh, yep. like the way both teams are going to approach the game is going to be totally different. I mean, that goal differential is probably inflated a little bit because we were chasing both of those games. Uh, they're mm-hmm. obviously the extra time being down a man for right. so many times in 2016. I think it was, yep. uh, I mean, and both
2: it, of those games were away too. Right. Uh, for yep. y'all. Yeah, so
0: a lot it of new
1: factors that are going to come into play for this game, which is really exciting. I think um, it's going to be fun to to see how it shakes out. Um, that's for sure. Um, one thing I was curious on is compared to I know you did mention the roster and the the changes. Um, who would you consider highlights on the roster that you do have right now?
2: Uh, for for our roster, um, honestly, I'll, I'll say it again. Uh, Graham Smith has been a revelation, as uh, even though he was a kind of like a a combine draft or invitee only kind of player. Mm -hmm. Obviously he's, uh, I talked to the guys at at our meet and greet before the season started and they all said the same thing, like watch out for this guy. He's actually really, really good. He's sneaky good. Um, And you know, that's coming from some of our veteran players who have been playing pro soccer for seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. They're, They're all saying like, this kid's pretty good. He's coming straight out of college. Um so Graham Smith has one. Austin is good. Mm-hmm. Uh Austin Toulouse is, is always, you know, he he's a leader on the field and off the field. Um, you know, contributes with some some pretty good passes and good handle on the ball. Um Steven Miller has been, you know, he's gotten points in both of our goals this season. Um, you know, he's assisted and scored. Um Daniel Rios, I'm really looking forward to him kind of like I'm hoping that this game uh, no offense to y'all. I'm hoping that this is the game that Daniel Rios like shines yeah. and like he gets, he bags a brace or something, you know, cause yeah. we see the talent. He's, he's on loan from Chivas. Um, he's very, very good. He's um, your
1: forward. Is that correct?
2: Yes. He's the our striker. He's our, our starting striker. Um, so he's, uh, you know, he's, he's got the build. He's like the perfect um, like target guy, but he, he can hold up the ball, but he also has pretty good touch. Um, let's see who else. I'm, I'm forgetting so many people, uh, people um, who's kind of been played on the wing as kind of a wing back. He's also played left back. Um, um, I, I, I like him. Um, you know, he's, he's one of our newer, uh, players. Uh, let's see. Um, trying to think of some other guys. Oh, Kyle Becker, of course. Um, even I was, though
0: I was going to ask about him because I've heard his name pop up a lot.
2: Yeah. Um, Here's the thing is that, like, he had an opportunity to to, to score a penalty in the closing minutes of yeah. the indie game last week. And everyone got on his case for not converting. And everyone was going, like, "Why? why is he taking mm-hmm. the penalty? And, I mean, here's the thing is that, like, if you had said – if you had talked to everybody the day before and you'd said, who's the best player on the field – like by overall talent, I I think most people would say Kyle Becker. Mm. So at at that point I would say, well, then he's the one that gets to take the penalty. Yeah. Um, You know, not, it's not always a striker that takes the penalty. Yep. Um, I I think people expect that because that's what they do. They score goals, Yeah. but uh, it, you know, our we've only played three games. I mean, we don't know who still who are are technically or who our best player is.
1: Still, a lot to figure and, out tactically.
2: Yeah, you know, like and and honestly, Williams made one hell of a save. Um, he guessed and he guessed right. If that if that ball goes in, we're all going. Isn't Kyle Becker the perfect penalty taker? Yeah. So it's like this. It's funny like how that works. Short sighted. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like all. It, I I, I kind of hate soccer fandom in that in that regard. It's like we have such yeah. short sighted uh, hot takes of -hmm. like, he shouldn't be taking a penalty. He's a midfielder. Like, (laughs) but he's also, you know, he was arguably one of the best players on, on the, the, the national championship team for the Deltas last year. Um, when we signed him, I was super excited. Um, you know, former MLS guy, Canadian international, like what, what more do you want? You know, he's, he's, he was supposed to be our Nas Abadali replacement. Yeah. Um. Gotcha. And, you know, and I think if, if Nas were here, Nas would be taking that penalty. Right. So like, but no one would say anything. If Nas took the penalty and missed, they would just go, ah, oh, shucks, what a bad miss. But yep. because we don't know Kyle Becker and because he's new and he, in the first opportunity he has to be a savior and he misses all of a sudden we're using him as a scapegoat. I don't think that's fair, but Kyle Becker's one. Um, gosh, uh, uh, I like what I've seen from Mario Lomas, uh, our other, uh, forward. I think he's a little bit raw right now. He, he will get better. Um, once he kind of understands how the game works, uh, in the U S um, he's played at Pepperdine, but college is much different than pros. Um, so yeah, I think there's, uh, obviously Dre fortune. He's, I'm really glad to have him back. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit disappointed in his performance so far this season. Um, but I, I, he's kind of a late bloomer anyways. Last season he didn't really come out until the spring season um, for NASL. So I expect him to kind of come good eventually. But uh, you know, we all have such a small sample size, it's tough to, it's tough to say at this point.
1: Yeah, Still a long, lot of the season left. Um, that's, I think, one thing that a lot of fans need to realize and uh, people in the USL is that there's still a lot that can change. I mean, people got to go through injuries, and that middle of the season is going to be a major uh, litmus test to see who is going to be the best teams in the East and and make the playoffs and whatnot. Um, The other thing that I'm curious on is, um, and this is really just assuming, of course, since we're just from a fan perspective, but do you think it's more likely or less likely that NCFC will come out with the the two forwards that I've kind of heard rumored here and there? Or what do you think the formation may be that we'll see?
2: So we're going to be missing uh, Aaron Guillen, who was our, um, because he got a red card in the last game. Yeah, He got it reduced to one game, which is really great. Um, But even then, um, we're going to have to maybe move some players around. Like Stephen Miller has been on the the right wing um, for a couple of the games. Uh, I expect him to be there again, but he also could move to right back. Uh, which could, which kind of moves everybody
0: around. So yeah, we know all about that moving people around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's chairs. like it's,
2: it's it's nice to have players who are kind of that Swiss Army knife who can play multiple positions, who can do yeah. more than just one thing for you. Mm-hmm. But it's got to be it's it's got to be incredibly frustrating for them that like they can't just know that they're going to wake up in the morning on game day and go, I'm going to be playing here. This is where I'm at. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. With Colin Clark, I'm just not sure he has his best 11 right now. I don't think he quite knows. If I had to say, he's definitely more of a one-striker guy, at least to start the game. Uh-huh. So I, I imagine Rios will start up front by himself. Um, I, It could be a 4-5-1. It could be a 4-2-3-1. I think even on the podcast we were saying there may even be a back three, depending Ooh, on... Be uh. Yeah, it would wow. be very different. That would be that would go <laughs> almost against everything that Colin Clark. I've never seen him have a back three before, as far as I can tell. Interesting. Um, and with y'all's attack uh, options, I would strongly re- recommend he not go with a back three because I don't <laughs> think yeah, changing Clark, changing
0: yeah. systems. Yeah, that'd be tough.
2: Yeah. Yeah, on like in a like, away game, I just, no. I, so I imagine <laughs> it'll probably be like a 4-5-1. Um, with, with Rios starting in the the front, if, if we're chasing, if we need to chase a goal, he'll probably bring on Lomas or Iwolo. Um, but knowing how he likes to do his substitutes, if we're down two nil, he probably won't make a substitute until the 80th minute. And that's been incredibly frustrating for us. Um, we, we almost know we can almost time it to the minute when he's going to bring on a sub and we're just like, where was this 20 minutes ago? Yeah. Um,
0: it kind
1: of sounds like us too. I was about to say, I think coach <laughs> Jeffries kind of
0: subscribes to that late substitution model as well. It's frustrating. It can be. Yeah, for sure. But,
2: uh, but you, you guys have, uh, at least results to, to stand behind it. We, we do. Don't, okay. So. so far. Yeah. That so far, Nashville yeah.
0: loss was pretty frustrating, but, sure. um, but it happens yeah so all right well we're going to go into uh listener questions now we don't have too many um but the first one is kind of similar to what we've been talking about it's uh it's a it's a two-part question it's from richard and he asks um, who do you see as independence biggest threat against uh, north carolina and then conversely who is the most formidable player or players that should give the independence trouble
2: so I did a little bit of looking up. Um, Jorge Herrera is, I mean, he's what, 35, 36? Uh, 37. 37. 37 going on 38.
0: Yep. yep. So
2: you would never know it. Uh, he still plays at a high level. Um, he scores goals for y'all. Um, he's somebody I would look out for even for his age. He's still playing at a level that, that he shouldn't be playing at at that age. Yeah. Um, and he's, he's always good for a goal or a, a, a nice – through pass he's got he's got that kind of like messy low center of gravity i've seen him in a couple of highlights and that's really dangerous when you have a, a kind of a small stature player that doesn't go down easy um so he's one i would probably be a little bit worried about uh let's see uh the calvert
0: uh-huh. calvert
2: Cal- calvert uh, um, yep you had calvert. it right uh, he's your he's your striker i think yep right? Um, I don't know what his stats are, but, um, he, you know, you know, I think I one goal of...
0: two assists, maybe something like that. Yeah.
2: So I he's, know. he's someone I probably should know that. <laughs> he's someone I would kind of be a little bit worried about. Uh, basically everybody in your forward third. Uh, yeah. I would say front third <laughs> is, is what I'm worried about. Um, on, on our side, I would say Rios, I think he's, he's getting closer and closer to having a breakout game. And I just maybe, I don't know, I'm, maybe it's just the beer talking, but I think he, <laughs> might, he might just have a, a breakout game in this game. I don't know. Um, mm. So him and I would say, I'll I'll, I'll say Stephen Miller, because he's been playing really well. Uh, even the results don't really say it. Um, he's He's been one of the more consistent players this year. And and Austin Deleuze is always good for, uh, you know, a sneaky pass or a sneaky goal every now and then. Cool. Okay, cool.
0: All right. We got a lot of other notifications to sort through, so sorry. Um, (laughs) No problem. Okay. And so we've got another one. Sorry, this one's a little bit mean. Biggest strength and weakness of NCFC besides being pointless? (laughs)
2: But, uh, man, you know, (laughs) (laughs) biggest strength and weakness, (sighs) our biggest strength uh, I think our biggest strength is our locker room honestly as a whole mm. um you know I, I see these guys I talk to them occasionally um, they seem together they they even though the results haven't been as as great as they'd want it to be they know that they're better than they are and I don't think that it's that the results are letting them uh they're not down about it I think they uh, you know having the veteran uh, leadership in the the locker room is really critical at this point in the year. Um, these guys have gone through spells just like this before we go through this sort of thing every year, it seems. Um, so that's, I think that's probably one of our biggest strengths. Uh, our biggest weakness is depth. We mm. don't have a lot of it. Mm. And um, especially in defense, uh, like, I, I can't even tell you who's going to be standing next to footy Danzo um, come this Saturday. Cause Guillen is suspended. Connor Tobin's hurt. Willito Fernandez is a guy we picked up from Orange County um, last year who has not played a minute. And he's listed as a defender, but he can play in midfield. Uh, Cameron Steele is a local talent who is a rookie who's never played. Uh, I don't even know if he's made the bench this season. So, defense, particularly depth in defense, is, is a definite weak point for us, which kind of goes back to why I was saying that, like, The your your front third is what I'm most worried about, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: mostly because of our lack of depth and defense right now. Um, And honestly, the guy who's played every minute this season and footy Danso has has flatter to deceive. He's not (laughs) been super great. Um, And he's quite honestly, he's been the result of two goals that ended up being game winners Um, because he just went ball. He was just ball watching. Uh, and, and not really playing solid defense and marking his space, not marking his man. So um, that's probably the weak point, I would think. And, uh, and if you're an Independence fan, you got to be licking your chops a little bit because a strong offense against a weak defense, uh, you, you, should, you should be very, you should be looking forward to the weekend. I will say that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if, looking at results right now as they stand. You yeah. should be licking your chops
0: as a normal fan. I would say definitely. But as the type of fan that I am, I am nervous as I'll get out. So yeah. yeah.
2: So I was talking to, um, uh, to the six point weekend people and we were all saying the same
0: thing of like,
2: I have this nervous excitement for the weekend because uh-huh. like you said, form goes out the window. doesn't matter. Uh, what the results have been up to this point. Yes, we have not scored a point this, or we haven't gained a point in the standings this year, but, uh, and I know you guys have six, seven, nine, seven. Um, but that just doesn't matter. Uh, it, it's, it's a, it's a large body of work throughout the whole season. And yep, this it's is a marathon. just a, Yep. Yeah. So uh, it's, it is what it is.
0: <laughs> yep. That's I, I say that a lot on this podcast, probably too much. I say it is what it is all the time. That's probably if I had to pick a catchphrase, that would be it. So, right on. <laughs> all right, we have another question from uh, one of our listeners, Zach. He asks, "Do you think that your results would be better if you had retained some of last season's players?" Um, it's just kind of broad, so I guess some of. Yes. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> well, I mean, just just for continuity. I yeah, from from one yeah. league to another would have been great. If we had hold if we had held on to Lance Lang and T. Schipolani alone, um, I, I, and Paul Black, honestly, I, I kind of miss him in defense. Yeah. I, I think if we had those three guys, I mean, Cincinnati can have Nas. Really? Uh, he, I was going to
0: ask about Nas. Cause, what about man,
2: hashtag free Nas? All right. So <laughs> here's my – I don't know if you guys listened to our last episode, but, like, <laughs> everyone's on this, like, free Nas thing. I'm like, you know what? He made his choice Ooh, and, no, yeah. and I love him. I love him. He's a state guy. He's an NC state grad. I, I actually filmed games while he was at NC state. And I was like, this kid's a player uh-huh. and mm-hmm. like, he's, he's great. And he, he was, the, he was at the Oak city classic and he actually helped my team stay in the top division for, for that, um, you know, thing. And it was great. He, he, he's a, he was, a, a, and I hope he comes back someday and no disrespect to him at all. However, um, this is the choice that he made, and he, you know, he hasn't even seen a minute of game time this year. Now, I, like we've been saying all along, it's a long season. He will see some game time eventually, but yeah. um, since he's just a very, very strong deep team, and
0: supposedly, actually kind of, allegedly, supp- allegedly on paper, on paper, that's right. That's always been the story with them. The
2: paper looks right. really good. Yeah, yeah, so. Uh, there's just better players ahead of them, ahead of him right now, and that whole rumor of uh, there's some unrest uh, in the in the locker room with you know some of the players aren't happy. I'm I'm having a thought that maybe he's one of them. Uh, um, that maybe maybe he's upset that he's not getting any game time. And maybe he's a little homesick because he's a Raleigh boy, born and bred, right and you know like i think his fiance is out there with him and and like he's away from his family i have a, a friend of mine who who knew him at at like at his mosque services and he's like Nas is going to be homesick like he he loves his he's very tied to his family he's very deep deeply connected to his family and them not being there I, I can't like when the rumor was that he might be leaving for mls they he was like i don't think he's going to move purely because i think he would just be so homesick so yeah. I hate to be on a ta- get on a tangent, but um, I would love to have nods. but if he doesn't want to play here, he doesn't want to play here, and I don't want him here if he's not going to play. If he doesn't want to play for us, um, if he wants to come back, I'll bring him. I'll welcome him with open arms. But I don't want a player who doesn't want to play for us. Um, and maybe it's not so much he didn't want to play for us, but that he just had a better offer. And you know, I imagine since he paid him pretty well. Yeah, so. I would imagine so as well.
0: <laughs> and plus, you know. All the rumors of them getting MLS any day now. That's, right. that's hard to pass up, I imagine, yeah. for a player. Yeah.
2: I, and I imagine that, that maybe some of the the player unrest is because I'm sure they were promised MLS and it hasn't happened yet.
0: Yeah, that um, could be part of it.
2: And so it's probably a myriad of reasons. But if we had, like, Lance Lang last year won us some games purely from free kicks, we don't have that right now. Yeah. Um, you know,. He was good on the wings. He was very good at crossing the ball. Um, Paul Black was a very solid defender. A little bit injury prone, but when he did play, he was very solid. Um, Tisha Bellani was a super sub that Colin Clark loved to pull off the bench. But we were all like, why, aren't he's, why isn't he starting? Yeah. Um. He, you know, he could change a game like in, in two seconds. So we we missed that. We missed those game changers. We don't have any game changers right now, that I can see, based off of our performance so far. Um, it's definitely a collective unit and not which is good, but there's not one playmaker that's going to turn the game on its head, you know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely, so.
2: yeah.
0: All right, next question is from Wesley and he asks, Uh, what are your thoughts on the possibility of playing against Amon Zayed, formerly of Indy 11? <laughs> Uh, what are your thoughts on him as a player? And then he says, "I think I may have heard a thing or two about his experience playing against uh, him slash North Carolina FC." I think. So I've meant. mentioned I've mentioned this. Yeah, we've talked I'm, about this off the air, so I, yeah, I already know your the thoughts. The channel, yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: so I'll tell I'll tell everyone who's listening. So the whole my, the whole uh, talking point of such and such a player plays really well against such and such a team. I don't buy that. I don't think that that's ever really a thing. I think that's pure coincidence. When you think, just look at the amount. Of, so you only played for Indy, I think, for two years, and they were two very solid years. Mm. But Indy 11 and, and NCFC and slash Railhawks played together, uh, played six, seven times a year. So you have an incredibly large sample size with which to
0: pull from. <laughs> That's true.
2: Um, it's and, important to keep in mind. Yeah, but most people don't really think about that when they talk about his like record against us. I mean,
0: to be fair, I thought about it immediately, but it is kind of fun to, to push that narrative.
2: Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> you know, it, what, it's, it's, what would sports be without pushing a narrative? Um, <laughs> boring, maybe. I don't know. It would be very boring. Yeah, it <laughs> would just be a bunch of stats. and I don't really... I don't really believe in stats Ooh, that much Whoa, whoa, I mean. whoa.
0: Ben loves stats, so I be like careful.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Storylines are fun to, too, though. Uh, like, heat maps and stats to me just don't matter a hill of beans because it doesn't tell the whole story. Like, even possession mm. stats. Like, we, like oh, NCFC has had so much possession, but I'm like, that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> yeah. Um, But Amazeyad, very good player. I'm actually really mad that he's playing in Charlotte of all teams. Like, um, I don't know why Indy didn't want to hold on to him. You know, he's, he's up there in age. I'm sure Martin Rennie just wanted to clean house and start fresh. Yeah. Um, uh, but he's still, he can still do it. He can still do it. And I would not be surprised if he ends up with double digits again.
0: uh, Oh, I would love that. I'm sure you would.
2: Uh, he he doesn't need to, he just doesn't need to score against us, you know? Um, but I, I, I just, I'm not, I, I'm not a believer in that he pl- quote unquote plays well for us. He had a really good game so he was etched in f- legend forever with Indy because they needed to win by at least three goals in order to make it to the playoffs. And they played us the last game of the year and he scored a hat trick <laughs> and they won 4 one. Mm. So that'll make you so, a legend. Right? Exactly. So had he not done that, he would have just been another player that scores goals occasionally. But because he's Emun Zayed, the NCFC killer, you know, like it just—it's <laughs> just kind of funny to me. Like, and you know, I think he even knows that. Like, you don't—you might like a venue. Like, I think people like playing at, at Wake Med because the grass is fantastic. It's I think we like get a- that
0: at the Sportsplex as well. Because the—I mean, you could say all you want about the location of the Sportsplex, but the field and the facilities itself is very nice. Um, yeah. So, like, so I, we you, get you, that.
2: Yeah. You can imagine like p- players like playing at certain venues. Obviously you like playing at sportsplex more than you like playing at slugger field. I,
0: yeah. A hundred percent. You know,
2: <laughs> so in that case you could maybe make an argument for, for that. And uh, that maybe our field, which is natural grass is a lot better to play on than artificial turf where Indy 11 used to play uh, at home. So and where well, I guess they're playing on artificial turf again, um, in Lucas Oil. So yeah, yeah, they're
0: they're having a weird season yeah. with stadiums. Mm-hmm.
2: If if I'm a if I'm a striker, especially, I love the ability to play on a perfectly manicured pitch, and maybe that means he scores more goals as a result. I don't know, but uh, I think like you could. I think people need to look deeper than he plays really well against X team. I don't buy that in any sport at hmm. all. Uh, you might, the only th- way I think maybe you might have an argument is sight lines and pro basketball or college basketball. Um, just cause I know that, that for some players sight lines on the court yeah. is, the is a difference is, is makes a huge difference. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> Every goal, looks the same, Uh, you know, the, the pitch may be a few feet or a few yards Mm. wider or whatever. But other than that, especially since we always have major turnover every single year, that if it was the same 11 players on the pitch for five straight seasons, and he still does well like that, then you've, then you can say that he plays well against us. But the fact that it's always a different 11, always a different circumstance with different teams. Nah, I'm not buying it. He's a good player though. He's a very good player.
0: All right. We have several from Jason Bailey right in a row. Um first one is, uh, why do some NC? Well, it's, it's not some, I'm adding to some, why do some NCFC fans want Clark out? <laughs> um,
2: I think we just want a change. Um, like like we were saying, like he 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 kinda just puts his hands in his pocket and doesn't make a change when it's absolutely necessary. Um like we as fans like to think we know a lot and maybe there's more reason behind his madness as to why he doesn't make subs sooner. Um especially when the sub comes on and actually changes the game and maybe scores a goal. We're like, where the hell was this? You know, yeah. Like, why didn't we do we could be up two one instead of tied? Um I think For me, he's just not excitable. And I get it. He's much more of a grounded head coach. He's more pragmatic. He's just so pragmatic that maybe some fans think that the pragmatism gets in the way. Um, He can be very fiery when the game is on and when the game is played. Like You see him kind of arguing with uh, the fourth official or the referees or whatever. But his quotes are very uninspiring if if I'm perfectly <laughs> honest like like the 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 write up that came out for the 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 club today of like i read his his quotes and he's like to us this is another every game is an important game i'm like man don't you can't say that like <laughs> yeah like that's that's such a that's such a like carbon copy same old same old like Every game is an important game. Yeah, yeah man, well, yeah, of course, sure. Yeah. Every game is worth, like, he might as well just say, you know, every game is worth three points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we know. That is correct, this, sir. But this game means more to everybody that's involved. Like, mm. whether you want it to or not, he just doesn't quite acknowledge the, 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 the stakes involved, I guess. You know, like, maybe it's more important for the fans, but not to acknowledge that kind of bothers me and it bothers a lot of other fans too he's very cool and very calm and very collected but there's no fire and there's no passion and i just don't know if i'm a player i'd want to play for a coach that's so chill that being said he does have a very good pedigree he's played in the world cup with northern ireland he's apparently scored he scored a goal in the world cup yay but um did not know that that's good information wow yeah um. So he's got the the history, and he knows his stuff, and he's like a you know. Um, he's got his his U.S. soccer like a badges. He's got his his top badges from yeah. U.S. Soccer. He got it over the off season. That's great. Um. But I just I don't know. He just I guess when it comes down to it, he's just not terribly inspiring right now. And when we're not on a good roll, I think people want change. It's kind of like uh, Arsene Wenger in Arsenal, right? Yeah. Thank you very much. But we would love to maybe see if somebody else who's maybe a bit younger, who's got a little bit more fire, who's maybe got a little bit more passion, who shows it more, we'd love, we'd love to see if maybe that's a possibility. But I don't know. He's, he's, I love him and I, w- I want more from him at the same time. So
0: it's tough. That's fair. Um, okay, we got another one. We'll try to get through these quickly, just because we're running yeah, a little short on time. So no, far. it's fine. Yeah. I mean, you're giving good information. So um, this next one is the most. Inst- uh, this is all. All these are from Jason, so I'm just not going <laughs> to acknowledge that anymore. Uh, most. Who is the most indispensable player on NCFC? Mm,
2: most indispensable. Um, you can make the case for Connor Tobin. Um, because he hasn't played yet, because he's been hurt. Uh-huh. And we've kind of not been so solid on defense right now. And he's and we're...
0: normally a center back, right?
2: Yes, he is a center back. Okay. Um, and... Even though he played
0: left back against us in the last game and scored <laughs> an absolute, like, screamer.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, and he used to play, you know, he's one of these guys who like used to play as a forward back in the day. Yeah, so he's well, got, everybody he's used got to play ability. as a
0: forward, supposedly. You know what I mean? Right. Every, everybody, <laughs> yeah. Every,
2: everybody was a striker when they were growing up. Uh, But I would make the case for Connor, honestly, because uh, he and footy used to play together uh, a few years ago. um, And I think we miss him in the back and not having them there, not having him there. uh, He was Nassau's best 11 last year. He was, uh, he's, he's a fan favorite. He's, he's a leader on the field. Co-captain. Don't get me started on the co-captain stuff. It's just like the hurricanes.
0: Okay. We won't, we won't get you started. Um, (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> but uh, but but he deserves it at the same time So um, he's, he's, he's a leader on and off the field with Austin And not having him on the field I think hurts us So I think he's probably one of the more indispensable players uh, that we have And I, I say that because we, we've been giving up a lot of goals And I think maybe he would have a hand in stopping
0: Okay, cool I have a one quick question Is Footy, a, is, is that a nickname or is that a given name?
2: I don't know. Okay, because uh, if that's, if
0: that's given, that's amazing. Yeah, I know,
2: right? It's like it's like being called John Dentist and you're not a dentist, <laughs> right? Like you have to be, right? Maybe so uh, Child if, Jeeves.
0: <laughs>
2: but I, I don't know. I, I think uh, I don't know. Okay,
0: <laughs> I haven't done my research. Sorry, no. I just I kept hearing you say, and I've seen the name, and I just I was curious. Okay. I uh, think it's short. Last I think question. it's short for his. First, oh, first name you yeah. think it's short okay yeah like a nickname yeah okay uh last one from the listeners and it is uh what happened at the end of the last match that lead, le, yeah excuse me that led to the brawl and red card for uh you said guillen i believe yes yeah
2: <sighs> man i don't know so he's <laughs> he's kind of uh I like actually before we go any further, I like Aaron Gian as, as like a, a solid uh, backup for our center back. And I actually kind of, I didn't mention this on our podcast, but I meant to I actually like that. He got into a fight because um, mm. it showed passion, right? That yeah. he's, he's not going to, you know, if you say something to him or if you get in his face that he's just not going to let that go. Um, and, and especially coming from a, such a young guy, I think that was kind of inspiring in a way. I don't know what was said or what really happened that made him want to go off. But at the same time, I, I, I you know, if it, if it only means one game on top of all that, fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that every week, but right. Uh, of course. Right. <laughs> but you know, if it lights a fire on everybody and, and kind of goes like, holy shit, you know, this kid's actually, uh, got some, got some fire in them. Um, you know, it's, uh, I'm, 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 okay with that. Uh, but yeah, I'm not quite sure what, what, provoked him or what, what really made him go off. But, uh, yeah, well, it, it is what is it is. Hopefully <laughs> we'll
0: see him and Alex Martinez square off cause they sound pretty similar then.
2: <laughs> no, yeah, I yeah, know the Martinez, I know Alex has got a little bit more of a hothead than, than, uh, than Enzo. Yeah, but, I would uh, say so. Yeah. Especially yeah. now. But, uh, but yeah, he's, he's suspended for, for this weekend. Right. Uh, for this game, but, uh, but there's, there's two more opportunities. So. All
0: right. Well, that wraps up all our listener questions. Um, thank you for joining us. We've had really good conversation. Um, you know, obviously this is a derby week, Mm -hmm. so we wish you no luck on the field on Saturday, (laughs) but otherwise I'm, you know, (laughs) I, I can say this with a Clean conscious, I wish you all the best throughout the rest of the season, except for when you play us.
2: Ah, oh, that's nice. And uh, I, I will, I will go ahead and say the same thing. I'll probably get shit for it later. But, that's okay. Uh, we
0: probably will too. So that's okay. Yeah. But, I'm uh, I'm cool with know, it.
2: You it. it's the rivalry is just for me. It's just it's just a bit of banter. It's just fun. Like anybody who kind of says like you know you guys are being really mean to the Charlotte fans. I'm just like you just 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 stop. <laughs> <laughs> We don't mean what we say, you know, it's just, it's just fun. It, it, This rivalry wouldn't be anything without the fans. And I think we're doing our part to keep that flame going. We have to, it's almost like, it's almost like we have to.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. I, I'm on, I'm so anti-confrontational that this week, this whole entire week just gives me anxiety. So <laughs> like, I'm just like, can this week just be over? Like, yeah, can we just go back to being like, can we, just, yeah. can we just be cool again? Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in that, and I'm cool if I'm alone in that. But, You'll uh, die on that hill. I'll di- yeah, I'll <laughs> die on that hill. I'm cool with everybody. No, no I, I,
2: think, <laughs> I think, honestly, a lot of people are probably thinking the same thing. They just don't want to admit it. I yeah, think a that's lot of probably true. Wanna, You're right. Everybody wants to puff their chest and say, my team is the best. Um, and... And because, you know, it, depending on who wins this weekend, it's going to be, see, I told you my team was the best or, oh, you, well, you got lucky. You know, it's, it's, it's never going to end.
0: Yeah. Technically though, this week for, you know, the, the, uh, crap, what's it called? The, uh, the cup, the, is it the Southern Derby? Southern. Uh, I don't yeah, think this yeah. match counts for the Southern Derby. So it doesn't, I don't think so. I think it's the, I think when you play three matches, I think it's the last two that count.
2: Oh. oh, okay, because it's uneven. Because it's, it's, unwa- it's, it's uh, uneven, right. It's, it's disproportionate. Yeah, that makes right. sense. Well, all right, everybody gets a free pass this weekend,
0: Right, so this so. one's almost like a practice for the other two. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I
2: dig <laughs> that. That's fine. It's like a Southern Derby scrimmage. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. We already had that. Well, that. Yeah, we've already had and, that. And they won, <laughs> so.
2: Well, it, but it was like that three 45 minute period man that was stupid Uh, i gotta i gotta uh, say
0: that last i mean you probably weren't there but that last half hour was awful or whatever it was when everybody put it in the subs it was like the worst soccer i've ever seen
2: never never even like again (laughs) like the preseason scrimmages count for nothing yeah even if like i remember i so i support tottenham the year that tottenham just like blew everybody out of the water in preseason like they didn't no one, they didn't get scored on they scored like four goals a game they had two points from eight games to start the season, <laughs> mm. so, and they ended up turning it around. But it's just like preseason means nothing.
0: Yeah. So, well, thanks yeah. for joining us. Uh, yeah,
2: appreciate taking the time today, Chuck.
0: And if I you're mean, in, if I you're in Charlotte, you say hi at the game.
2: Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll seek I'll seek you guys out. Likewise, you know, uh, come say hi to us. You know, again. Yeah, the, I think Ben
0: r- is yes. actually going to be like right next to you guys. So I'm in 108, which yes. is like. I don't know, good ways down, but I'll be on the away side. Yeah. I mean, not the away side, but you know what I mean. I'll be behind the home bench. Gotcha. And, and gotcha. Ben sits behind the away bench. Yes. So.
2: Gotcha. Well, we'll see you guys this weekend. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Chuck. Take care, guys.
0: Yeah, you too. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, very good interview with Chuck. Uh, he gave us a lot of insight into maybe the – struggles that ncfc have faced so far this season mm-hmm. and then kind of just their point of view f- of this whole yeah. rivalry down
1: to the the roster who to look out for uh um, sounds
0: like we need to look out for a lot
1: yeah it's
0: i could see that too though i i we said this about nashville Yep. maybe they're not as bad as their record reflects and mm-hmm. we in nashville obviously proved that we kind of helped them a little bit yeah had some bad luck but bad luck happens. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, any other thoughts before we jump into any of those questions and stuff that are just for us?
1: Just a lot of really good info to keep in mind for the for the game. Um as far as what they may do tactically, um some players to watch out for and mm-hmm. things like that. Um really glad we were able to get uh Chuck on the on the podcast, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a matchup of two pretty similar teams is what it sounds like. That's another thing. Uh, it? it seems
1: like uh, Clark and Jeffries are very similar. Uh, if you will, yeah, uh, I can see Pat that,
0: and thing. just like the the roster turnover, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think it's all. I mean, you could probably say that about most USL teams, especially this season with the NASL uh, kind of crashing out. Defunct. Yeah. I don't know if that's um, actually a
1: word, but um, but defaulting. Maybe I, yeah. that's what I was thinking of. Um, yeah, but there are definitely some parallels you can you can mm-hmm. see there, um,
0: and there always are with rivalries.
1: Yeah, it's interesting. It's it almost like we're the same team, but <laughs> looking at the reflection in the mirror. Um, I don't know if that actually made any sense in my head, but I, I knew what I was trying to say. Um, but yeah, I think I'm really curious to see how this game's going to go. Um, I mean, on paper, there's—I'm sure there's a lot of people that think, "Oh, we're gonna steamroll them. We're gonna do this. We're gonna do that." Which I kind of tend to think as an as you an think, optimist. You think
0: we're gonna steamroll them? Maybe
1: not steamroll them, but I'd I be
0: surprised if we steamroll them. Honestly,
1: I—I I, this game is gonna go one of two ways, um, which is very easy to say because well, really,
0: technically, it can go one of three ways. Three ways. You mean a, you could be—it could be a win, loss, or a draw.
1: It could and get so I'm out. There's Always that. Smart, shut up! Nah, I shouldn't have said that. Shut up! Uh, <laughs> uh, those words should not have come from my mouth. Um, but yeah, I think I think we're gonna see probably the best team uh, or best game that the NCFC has played. And and like Chuck had kind of said, they haven't really like they haven't gotten th- played off the pitch uh, in their games. Um, some. I think it's going to be really close. Um, I'd be surprised if one team wins it by two goals I, or more. Yeah. Even though I did predict that, I'm kind of you did.
0: i have kind of contra- maybe contra- I haven't read maybe I haven't read your article all the way through yet.
1: I'm offended, Alex. I'm sorry. No, well, it's what okay. did you
0: predict? 2-1? Two, two, I one, did predict 2-0. Uh, not uh, to jump
1: ahead too much, um, but it could go a number of different ways. Like I said, I, I think it could either be very similar to the the Atlanta game where it's back and forth and. Uh, chances for both sides and things like that or it could be more like maybe the Toronto game mm, maybe I think so. maybe
0: yeah we'll see um i'm just nervous i yeah it's thursday i have to go to work tomorrow i know isn't that the like, worst
1: can we just fast forward to
0: sunday Right. well saturday. saturday i want i fun. just want kind of want to just fast forward to the game yeah i've got a lot to do between that. i go to work friday and then Got to go up to High Point on Saturday and visit again. the new house. Yeah, yeah, we're kind of dropping stuff off here and there as we go.
1: Life happens. It
0: does happen.
1: Yeah. So, how about yourself? How are you? What are you thinking about the game as far as <sighs> tactically? I think team goes... we will
0: look to um, put our foot on the ball a little bit more than we did in the previous yeah. two games. I, th- I think we're gonna try to hold the possession better i hope so at least okay um i think it's important that we play better defensively yeah that's my biggest thing the last Mm -hmm. two weeks have been a little shaky defensively compared to the first two weeks obviously no yeah definitely giving up four goals in two games versus one goal in two games Statistics. obviously the the opponent is factoring into that a little bit atlanta super attacking heavy home field advantage nashville's got yeah exactly um but I, I would, I mean, a clean sheet would be amazing. Ooh, that'd be nice. Um, if we can hold them to one goal or less, I think.
1: You think it, we win if we hold them to if we
0: one? We hold or less them, them to one goal or less. I, I want to say we, our odds of winning go up astronomically. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. because as Chuck was saying, their biggest weakness is their depth defensively, and with mm-hmm. their center back being out on the suspension, it does lean towards us. Uh. So, we'll see. Yeah. Um obviously throw all that stuff out, you know. It's just one of those games. Uh I don't you know, I hate to say it's who wants it more. It's probably not who wants it more. You know, there there are tactics and strategy that go into games. Yeah. It's not all narrative. Um mm-hmm. So, we'll just see.
1: Yeah. I, th- I I think the first 10 minutes or so is going to be really key to see what um, which the coach is going to be a, a ma- Words are tough. Um, I need more coffee. Um, but I think it's going to be a really slow-paced beginning of the game so that each like coach can feel. Like a feeling out. Yeah, yeah. To fig- figure out what the other team wants to do.
0: Um, or it's going to be he- helter-skelter crazy up and down.
1: It could be. Could
0: that, Those first 15 minutes are going to be important because I think yeah. emotions are going to be really high. Mm-hmm. I think the atmosphere is going to be crazy to start the start the game. Yep. So if a team scores early, I think that will really change yeah. the. If there's a goal scored in the, the
1: first 15 minutes, yeah, all hell may break loose um, on the pitch,
0: um, or in the stands.
1: Maybe. Um, I mean, those rails are not very high. Um, <laughs> I think even a small child could climb those. Um, but yeah, I think it's. I'm really excited for this game. Yeah,
0: um, I mean, I'm excited about it. Nervous, but excited.
1: Yeah. And we got, like, those those jitters, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah, like we're going to play any role in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs>
1: but I, I think it, it is going to be a, a major... Uh, I think that's going to be a big... To keep in mind. Wow, words are really tough today. Um, <laughs> I, am, I am failing you, listeners. I apologize. But... Um, I think the crowd's going to be really important though, especially with us coming off that loss, uh, coming back home uh, to what looks like it's going to be a really good or uh, highly attended game. Um, I think the crowd's going to be really important. Um, I think it's going to be a really interesting to see the support that OCS will have. Um, I thought for their good teams. numbers. Yeah, I th- I think they. really It'll be will. fun.
0: I think it'll be fun. I yeah. think both teams will have a group singing and. Uh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I'm just nervous because I, that's just how I am. So right. let's do a couple of those questions that were kind of specific Ooh, yeah. to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was this Philly one. Uh, it's from Zach Hall. It asks which Weezer album is the best. Um, I, I know you I know you've researched this one. I know see, you have.
1: I really wish I saw this before. No. Nope. Like five minutes before, like I, I noticed this right as I was getting out the door. <laughs> um, but I've thought about this a lot. So it's not a question I'm not prepared for. And thank you, Zach, for bringing up Weezer on a podcast. Uh, we've talked about a lot of random things, and I'm glad that Weezer ha- has uh, integrated, or integrated, integrated itself into the podcast. Uh, long explanation to answer the question. I really think that the Blue album is the best Weezer album. Because um, based on this point, Pinkerton is very good as well. It's a very good album but i think when you when you think about an, a complete album every song has to be spectacular mm. i think this has to come in mind and so Pinkerton you think the blue to, album is better i really do think so it is, I, I, maybe i'm looking at it from an, an underappreciated value that's okay a, but yeah my uh, personal favorite what i consider the best complete album by weezer is the blue album yeah. do you have a
0: favorite song of weezer
1: I really probably have to go with see the funny thing is it's not even on that it, it may not even be on that album. Um, <laughs> if I had to to pinpoint it, it's probably Island in the Sun. It's I just was, a great was, song. That is such a good song. I it's was thinking really that as well. Song. I
0: know it's really I know it's like one of the most popular ones.
1: It's a good song, but it's, it's a And I'm not song. I'm not yeah. as
0: big of a Weezer fan as as you are. Yeah. Uh I also like um Buddy Holly. Buddy Weezer. Holly's
1: fun. Which which is on the blue album? Um, there it is, folks.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we'll move along quickly because this episode is going to be like as long as a normal episode. An so extra extra. It really is. So extra. this uh, this question is from Jason Bailey, uh, and this one was for us. It says, "Are y'all ready to see Foster from the start?" No, Ooh. no, I'm joking. <laughs> ha, I thought you had like a serious
1: <laughs> no, like no. a serious hot take. No, I would I would love to see Vosser from the start. Um, Fosser. how does it? Fosser. Fosser. Oh, Fosser.
0: Come on. You're killing me. Um, Luke, <laughs> I am
1: your Fosser. Um, that was terrible. Um, but yeah, I, I would not be disappointed to see him in a number of different roles, honestly. Uh, yeah. wouldn't be disappointed to see him at left back. Wait, just really? Throw the, just
0: throw it. At left there. back. Just throwing it okay. out. Okay.
1: Wouldn't be disappointed to see him at left back, central midfield. Could be on the wing as well. He could be a goalkeeper for all we know. <laughs> <life. laughs>
0: I don't think he's gonna play. Maybe in goal. he'll be coach.
1: No, um, that. that'd be silly.
0: I, I'd be cool if he started at the number eight. Is that a winger? No, number I don't eight know is why like just s- whispered that into the mic. You did. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> number eight is the midfielder that's typically like box to box. So you'd think beside he would keep on
1: for Acro.
0: Yeah. Okay. In that case, yeah. Yeah. Uh. But honestly, I'd be fine if Ekor started. I'd be fine if Jordan started, which is great, because There's last year we so could not say depth. that. We couldn't say that last year. So we like, have so e- much more to talk. We about. have it's three. Great. We have three really solid uh, midfielders that we could put beside slash in front of uh, Kevon George. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah. So we, in this game, Fosser could give us a little bit extra technically. Yeah um i really want it to just kind of depends on what they want
1: that's the thing is it's well I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of a shuffle in our starting 11
0: yeah um I, definitely
1: on our bench i think we'll definitely see that maybe i've got some
0: better. i've got some injury updates as well <clears> that <throat> we can share i don't see any more really questions so we've both shared our answers i'll just go ahead and share these injury updates uh donnie smith is available
1: Oh, thank God! So okay. now, he Forget will what be I said about Foster Donnie Smith. You think left back.
0: Well, that's the question. Oh, will Donnie Smith play left back or center back?
1: Continue with your injury things, and I will answer. Okay. This.
0: okay. Okay. So next question, or the next update is, uh, Jung-Soo is questionable. So oh no! I'm gonna just go ahead and assume Jungsu will not be in the 18.
1: He was smiling so much. In he was photo. smiling
0: in the photo, ah. but uh, these are straight from the team. These are updates from Coach Jeffries himself. Straight straight Uh,
1: from Dumpy's mouth, if you will.
0: No, from Coach Jeffries.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. I I would not want to refer to Jeffries. That's right.
0: Respect the shirt.
1: Yes, Uh, I will. That's interesting. So Um, Sue is questionable,
0: um, and then hmm. Amon Zayed will be in the 18. He'll be, he'll be in the eighteenth. He'll be in the eighteenth. It doesn't
1: mean he'll be on the bench, does it? Or is
0: that well? That means he'll either be starting or on the bench. He'll, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I imagine he'll be on the bench. I
1: should probably know that as a soccer.
0: Um, um, I think he's probably going to be more of an emergency. I think so. if we're trailing late,
1: or if we've got like a, or if, a if we've got a big lead.
0: lead, yeah, if we've got so a big lead, that kind of happen situation. Happen. Yeah. Uh, um, I don't think he'll be out there from the start. He's only I been in be training this week.
1: Um, but I do want to see him. He.
0: Did you have you read that article and watched that video that uh, Ashley did with I for re- QCFC? It was very good. <laughs> I was about to say I read the. Video. I plugged it today um, from our t- official account. I did see
1: the video. I think I saw it on Facebook.
0: I think I think Zayed's going to be a fan favorite. I said that. Yeah. I mean, like he just he seems like he's going to be a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. So it's I'm looking forward to seeing him in on the field.
1: I don't know who that guy was that I saw walking to the bathroom.
0: It wasn't It wasn't him.
1: It couldn't have been him. He just came into town. Oh okay. Yeah. So apparently there's Definitely a Zayed right. look alike. That, uh, or maybe
0: you just had too many beers.
1: I didn't have that many beers. That I okay. Think. I don't think. We'll let's see. I don't know.
0: All right. That wraps it up for questions and updates. Um, I want to go ahead and just kind of wrap this. Up. We're I mean we're at like an hour over an hour. So wow. let's go do some quick predictions and then yes. we'll say bye to everybody. Alrighty. So I think Charlotte will win two one.
1: Okay, good. If you had said we were going to tie, I would have kicked you out. Of I have apartment.
0: predicted a tie like three times already. I know, this you've season, used so up all your ties. I, I think we're going to win 2-1. 2-1. Okay. I think Chuck is going to say, we're going to speak for Chuck. I think he'll <laughs> think that NCFC will win 2-1. I,
1: I think that's fair. Um.
0: Alright, what's your prediction? I our forgot prediction already. My prediction is 2-0. 2-0. Honestly. Charlotte? I, yes. Okay.
1: Yes. Sure. <laughs> 2-0 Lightning. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get murdered if Lightning shows up um don't invite the lightning don't do it again we've already entered we already um yes we've dealt
0: with that already
1: but uh but yeah i think i see us in this game going at them very early testing their center backs um and looking to tire them out uh in the first half um we've every game we've had a lot of opportunities um
0: yeah and created some good chances. Yeah,
1: even that the last, last, game. last
0: game, withstanding, You think we didn't create a good chances last we, game. We we did not we know we created
1: chances. Were they put on target? No. Um, but we we still have like nine shots. That's not.
0: Yeah, great, but, but like three of them were good.
1: That's fair, but that's still what like thirty three percent.
0: Tons, of, I don't know. Sounds right.
1: Math is hard. Um, but yeah, I th- and coming back home. We've we scored two goals plus in every single home game. Um, facts. Th- those are just facts, people. I just I'm spouting out knowledgeable facts.
0: Well, the they have said that the Sportsplex is a fortress. Mm-hmm. So I hope that continues to be true. Um, there you have our predictions. Mm-hmm. Sorry, we forgot to ask Chuck his prediction, but we spoke for him. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he'll predict an NCFC win. Um. Thank you guys for listening. Find us on social media. Sorry that this episode went really long, but it's Derby Week, you know? It is. It happens.
1: It's a part of the game, I guess you could say.
0: Part of the game. So we'll see everybody on Saturday. Yes. Um, Temple Mojo at 4 p.m.-ish mm-hmm. for Jack's Militia Other folks.
1: Other than Gary, which shout out to Gary for being a very good fan. Nobody shows up. Oh,
0: look at Ben being nice. Uh obviously post game at Max, win or lose or draw.
1: I'm ready for some barbecue again. Man. I'm going to get on a tangent.
0: Man, but. I love Bart. I love Max. Yeah. Max post game is where it's at. It is. It is. All right guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh Yeah, that's it. Come on you jacks. Woo.